The spring game is around the corner for Michigan State. What is the format going to be, and what are the top five storylines we are looking for? But first, that's right, Tyson Walker is back. Let's go! You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Lockdown Spartans listeners, welcome to another show of Lockdown Spartans, your team in green and white, five days a week here in the Locked On Podcast Network. We're thrilled, we're jazzed, we're excited, we are starting off this week as a Spartan family that is very happy because, well, Tyson Walker, he is coming back to Michigan State basketball, making Michigan State a, a national title contender. That's right, it's time to set those expectations right there on the top shelf where they usually are for Michigan State basketball because, oh boy, this is a big addition for next year's team. Uh, Before getting to the meat of that, though, hey, please rate, review, and subscribe to this here podcast or YouTube channel. Anyway, you are digesting this show. Hey, thank you so much. Really do appreciate you. And we also appreciate Tyson Walker for coming back to Michigan State for his senior season, of course. Uh, Was a dynamite player throughout all of last year, especially at the end of the year. And we're going to start this conversation uh, on a different route. You know, we're going to talk about what it means for him to come back. But what would this team have looked like had he not announced his return to Michigan State? Um, Because I think that's a good way to start, you know? Just seeing how much he means to this team. Because next year, without Tyson Walker, we're looking at AJ Hogarth at the one, uh, Jaden Aikens at the two, and then at the three... Uh, Cone Carr, Garrick Norman, or maybe even Malik Hall as well. At the four, uh, Malik Hall, Cone Carr, Xavier Booker, uh, any one of those three guys. And then at the five, Mati Sissoko, Jackson Kohler, Carson Cooper. Uh, the return didn't really matter with the four and the fives, but I digress. It would have been a fine team, but you would have been relying on some you know, big freshman minutes there at the three, whether it be Garrick Norman, Cohen Carr, or you know, if you do want to slide Malik Hall up to the three and have Booker start at the four, well, then you're asking for big freshman minutes at that four position as well. Um, also, with the guard lineups, you might have lineups at the one and the two with Hogard and Fears on the court at the same time. And, well, Hogard's got solid offense, not really much of a shooter, but he can get it done his own way. Um, Fears' offense and his shooting ability still has to be seen. I, I mean, we've heard and seen, you know, some good progress from his junior year to his senior year in high school. Clearly good enough to be a McDonald's All-American, but still... You feel a lot better with a guy that has the offense that Tyson Walker has. So let's just go into it. What does this mean that he is now returning for his senior year officially? Um, on BartTorvik.com. That's right. Uh, this is the website we reference all the time. I'll try to drop it in the YouTube description. Um, you're going to count on me remembering to do that, that is. Uh, but... Before Tyson announced his comeback, uh, Bart Torvik, through the average of your defensive efficiency and your offensive efficiency on the team, MSU would have been the number nine team going into next season. Now with Tyson Walker, Michigan State the number six team according to Bart Torvik. That is just one of three Big Ten teams that are sitting inside the top 25. Purdue is at 16. That is assuming Zach Eady comes back. And then Wisconsin is actually the other team. They're sitting at 21. MSU will be sitting squarely inside of a lot of preseason top 10 polls. Dare I say top five polls for the AP poll, USA Today poll, once those come out. And 
If you're a gambler, if you like those numbers as well, Michigan State actually moved up from 16 to 1 uh, to win the whole national title to 15 to 1. That is the third best odds in the country. That is tied with Houston and Kentucky. Uh, Duke has the second best odds. And then uh, UConn, the reigning national champs, they have the best odds overall. But yes, that's what happens when you add a guy back to your team that is a 45% shooter from the field. A guy that is a career 39.4% from three. He doubled his shots per game last year. You know, maybe a little on the timid side in his first year with Michigan State. Last year, we really saw a rise in his aggressiveness to shoot the ball, and it paid off in spades for Michigan State and for him as well. Uh, his field goal percentage at the rim went from 44% that first year at Michigan State to 56% a 12% rise at finishing at the rim. Uh, also on other twos, like those world-famous lawn twos that we all know and love, his first year at State, 37%. Last year, 44% on those lawn twos. And also, um, this is just off-the-box score completely. This is intangibles, but we have seen this guy show up in a lot of big games. Now, unfortunately, the two biggest games last year, the at-Iowa game and then the home game against top-five-ranked Purdue, they ended in losses, but he still had 30 or more points in those games. He absolutely blew up in the Marquette game with, I believe, 23 points. But yeah, when uh, the time calls for a big performance from someone, it has been Tyson Walker more times than not. So you get a fearless guy uh, back in the wings there, uh, literally. So what does this mean for the rest of the team as well? Because let's go to a question that is on um, probably a lot of people's minds right now. Uh-oh, I think my screen just went black. Yeah, okay, we're back. There we go. We're cooking with oil over here. Uh, Sink Jewel writes the question that everyone has asked uh, themselves at least once, perhaps, this offseason. And they asked this question at LockdownSpartans at gmail.com. Hey, Matt, love the show as always. Great to see Walker back. However, some speculation that Akins might not be happy. I highly doubt that he will transfer, but let's just say he does. Would you rather have another year of Walker and no Akins or no Walker and two years of Akins? And then also, second question, how many United Wholesale Mortgage commercials is Walker going to be in next year? Um, actually, no commercials. Uh, Tyson Walker is just going to have the logo tattooed on his forehead, actually, for all the games is uh, the report that I've heard. But no, I'm, I'm interested to see... If we ever find out how much NIL played a factor here, um, because it is different NIL from college basketball to football, but it'd be naive to think that it wasn't a factor at all. So let's get to the Jaden Akins conversation, because we've talked about this time and time again on this podcast as we meandered into this offseason of what would Tyson Walker's return do for Jaden Akins, because Akins kind of maybe wants to play more of the two role, but he's at the three, maybe a little off position for his liking, but... From everything I've heard from people that know people in the program, they expect Akins to return. Uh, it is expected that Akins will return um, for the next upcoming season. Now, of course, I, I'm not uh, contrary to popular belief. I, I'm not um, overly naive. I'm not stupid. Like I know that anything can happen at any time, and a lot of it may be lip service, but from people really in the know, they do expect Akins to return next year, even with this news. Um, so, because uh, yeah, I think it really helped, too, that Akins ended his season in five of his last seven games. I mean, he got to take double-digit shot attempts. I mean, he saw his usage go up throughout the year last year, so hopefully it proved to him that, yes, 
between Hogard and Walker and you, Mr. Jaden Akins, we can make this work, and you guys will be carrying the bulk of the offensive load going into next season. So that's uh, just you know the, the whispers I've heard. And also, I mean, you kind of saw it play out there at the end of the year, Akins. Did get to have some solid production as well, playing that three spot. Um, so, but let's go back to Sink Jewel's question. Let's answer the question. Um, let's say that hey, Akins did leave this offseason, like we just talked about. Michigan State is the number six team right now. If you take him out, they would be the seventh team in the country. So, still really good. I mean, so right now. Maybe I'm just prisoner of the moment, uh, but yeah, I think I would go with that one year of Tyson Walker just because we are really knowing what we are getting with him. And let's say that you want to do the two years of Jaden Akins. Okay, well, let's take Walker off his team. You drop from six to nine, so you're still going from a top 10 team, from a top 10 team, but hey, I mean, you know, it is nice looking at even next year. I mean, the, the following season after this, should Aiken stay for two years, Jeremy Fears at the one, uh, Jaden Akins at the two, Garrick Norman, maybe Kurt Tang or Cone Carr at the three, Xavier Booker perhaps at the four if he comes back, and then Jackson Kohler, Carson Cooper at the five. So anyway, you slice it. Next two years will be looking pretty okay for Michigan State, but we are happy that it is looking very solid right now. With the return of Tyson Walker, um, that's one big domino that has fallen in this offseason. We're waiting for Malik Hall's decision, uh, whether he's going to announce this week or not. Um, I've heard that is expected to hear his decision at some point this week, but again, it's college sports. Anything can happen at any given moment, so stay tuned for that. We are going to flip things over to the football field in a hot second, but first, need to talk all your ears off about FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook in the land. That's right, and it is a wonderful time to get in on the action. There's NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, PGA season is rolling in strong, but also MLB season. It's a long season, gang, especially if you're like me, if you're a Tiger fan, you gotta spice this up somehow, and the best way to spice it up is at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can set step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, sign up, place your first bet, and get a $1,000 bonus bet back if you don't win. Up to $1,000, that is. Do not miss your chance to get in on that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. It's FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Now let's switch it up. We're going to go to the football field. That's right. And hey, maybe you will be going to a football field this Saturday um, for Michigan State's open spring practice, kind of, sort of, somewhat game. I don't think that's the official name for it, but that's what we're going to call it for uh, lack of a better term. Uh, it was talked about at the press, availability, or the press conference today with Mel Tucker of what they are expecting out of this spring game coming up. It will be televised. Big Ten Network, of course, but uh, hey, go there for free. 2 p.m. is when this thing is going to start. Gates open at 12.30. But anyway, let's cut to the chase here. This is a tweet from... Uh, I'm sorry, no, this is from a story. <laughs> I'm mixed up in my own notes here. This is from a story from On3.com. This is a quote from Mel Tucker, and it's going to be a modified practice with a scrimmage aspect so no unfortunately it's not going to be a full-blown game and I know that's what a lot of us were hoping for I was hoping for that as well but no it will be a practice 
But with some scrimmage involved in this quote gives uh, some excitement to that format here. Quote, it will be up-tempo, it will be organized, we'll get a chance to see guys play fast and see players go good on good, ones on ones, twos on twos, which is really how we practice pretty much every day. So you get a chance to see guys grind and kind of compete and see some of the new guys that you haven't seen go full speed. So I think that will be good. Also, went on to say um, that defensive line could be an issue uh, like the offensive line was last year. They didn't have enough offensive line bodies to do a spring game last year. And he kind of hinted at we don't have enough defensive linemen to split it up into two teams. But like I... I, I question if that's just honest or like, well, you could just tell us that you don't want to do a spring game. Like, the, the, you're a very secretive man. <laughs> like, a, a player can have both his legs chopped off in the middle of a game on national television, and the next press conference will just be, yeah, he's sore. Like, it, it's very close to the chest, and I don't mind that at all personally, but like, I just be honest with us. Like, of course, we're not going to do a spring game. We're going to do a spring practice, but I don't hate that format. Um, I think there is a little excitement there. In the ones versus one, the twos versus twos, and all that fun stuff, I, I do wonder how long that portion of the practice will be. But again, it's it's going to be a 75 and sunny day at Spartan Stadium. You get to see what the how the sausage is made in a real practice format, and then just like Mel Tucker said, some ones versus ones and twos versus twos, and you get to see some guys that you haven't really seen before. And yeah, if you're in the area, if you got time to burn up this week, and if you want to go support the guys, I, I would still highly recommend it. Uh, we'll get into more of the festivities there later on and top five storylines, but just wanted to fill in a few more quotes from the press conference. Nothing too shocking, but there are two important new. Uh, I'm sorry, one important tidbit to get to. Mel Tucker acknowledged the uh, Said Khalif departure. He was, of course, the head of all things recruiting at Michigan State and says that MSU is, quote, in the process of filling the open recruiting position, so nothing new there. Um, so that's that's uh, the, the sizzle on the stake right there. And also, uh, when it comes to the spring practice as well, and not just you know going on Saturday, but as we go into the offseason, eventually fall camp as well, and how this depth chart is going to shake out. And also, namely... The quarterback battle as well. This is a tweet from Chris Solari of the Free Press. Tucker on young players versus more experienced guys. Quote, I tell players if you're good enough, you're old enough. Says if it's even between two players, he could go with both if it gives MSU the best chance to win. Quote, we didn't bring guys to sit, we bring them to play. So is he saying that we're going to roll into fall with a two-headed quarterback monster? I have no idea, but... Yeah, I think Tucker's also proven that time and time again that just because you're the older guy doesn't mean you automatically get the starting role there. Uh, it is best man wins, best man plays. So, yeah, that's some uh, more excitement going into Saturday as well to see if anyone's going to inch up the depth chart. Um, again, gates open this Saturday, 12.30 p.m. Uh, there's going to be pictures on the field. Yes, you can get to go on the field before the game. Uh, there will be games in the concourse. You got the Izzo 5K earlier that day if you want to get some cardio on. And like I said, I, this weather is going to be beautiful. 75 and sunny is what they are expecting. So let's get to our top five Tuesday segment of the week. If you've been following this offseason, uh, first of all, thank you very much. Really do appreciate you. Second of all, 
Yeah, we're going to be doing top five Tuesday throughout the offseason. The first one was top five most devastating things you could say after a tough loss. The second one, last week with Connor George, the top five best things about being an MSU basketball walk-on. That was a hoot and a half. Love doing that one with Connor George. And this one, yeah, it's going to be more topical to the spring game. The top five storylines going into Saturday's spring football, Palooza, Bonanza. And number one, actually, you know what? Hold on. No, 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 no. We're slamming on the brakes right now. Before we get into the top five, let's just be clear of what we are not going to get on Saturday. Okay, we're going to just give everyone the heads up um, that don't expect anything like this. You're not going to know who the starting quarterback is going to be on Saturday. I know Mel Tucker just said that it is going to be ones versus ones. So the starting offense versus starting defense. I would bet a substantial amount of money and my entire life that he is going to be intermixing the quarterbacks throughout that scrimmage. You're going to see Hauser get a few snaps, Thorne get a few snaps, Kim get a few snaps with the ones, so to speak. I don't think he's going to tip his hand in spring practice. This is going to go into the fall camp. And with that said, I don't think that we're necessarily going to find out who the starting running back is uh, guaranteed or you know who that third receiver is going to be. I still think that they're in the testing period. Because it's not like you know, that Central Michigan game is in two weeks. I mean, you have a few months, so why not drag this out as far as you possibly can? So I don't think that we're going to get a lot of groundbreaking stuff like that. So with that said, all right, now that we got that squared away, let's go to storyline number one we are excited to see. Heck, you know what? It's still going to be the quarterbacks anyway. Uh, I still am excited to see the quarterbacks, even if it's not going to be a clear-cut answer of, hey, Hauser's your starter, or yep. Thorne, you got the starting job. Like, no, I I am thrilled to do what everyone else is going to do this Saturday, whether it be watching at Big Ten Network or watching at Spartan Stadium, and that is overanalyzing and scrutinizing every single throw that is made by these three quarterbacks. Um, this is the... The, the storyline of the offseason, and a lot of it has been done behind closed doors. The only thing that we have gotten is little clips on social media and then some sound bites coming from media availability. So yes, to see these guys throw the ball for an hour or two on Saturday, very exciting. Um, also, get to see Kaden Hauser's arm strength, potentially. Uh, yes, he played very, very, very sparingly last year, so we didn't get to see the full Kaden Hauser package of why this kid came in here as a highly touted four-star quarterback. So hopefully we can see that arm talent as well. Of course, you know, you can never get tired of seeing what Noah Kim can do. And yeah, hey, Peyton Thorne, we're told that, you know, he has another gear to hit. He has more ceiling to hit. Let's see if we could find any of that in an hour and a half or two hours on Saturday. It is going to be so much fun. So much fun overreacting to every single throw with the rest of you guys after this Saturday. So, storyline number two is whose offensive line is it anyway? We talked about that you're probably not going to see a starting quarterback named. You're probably not going to see the third receiver named or the starting running back named. But I think that we can actually get pretty close to what the offensive line will look like. Um, and that's because it's it's more concrete than uh, it would be for many other programs that had a lot of turnover. Uh, you have Brandon Baldwin, left tackle, you can presume. In the middle, J.D. Duplain, Nick Samet, Keyshawn Blackstock, and Spencer Brown. Or will it be? Uh, maybe. 
Hey, Keyshawn Blackstock gets kicked out to the outside at right tackle. So does that move. As Chase Glasser of Spartans Illustrated the other week suggested, maybe Spencer Brown goes into the inside, actually. Or maybe it's going to be one of these other younger kids like Christian Phillips or Gino Vandemark, I hear, is on schedule so far. Will he be kicked to the inside? And will Spencer Brown play more of a backup left tackle and right tackle role? I think just the... Uh, the dynamic of what we can see from the offensive line will be interesting because what we've heard about Keyshawn Blackstock going in is that, yeah, he could play anywhere on this line. So let's see if there's any hand-tipped coming up this Saturday. But, yeah, uh, you you make hay in the trenches in football. So, yeah, the offensive line is going to be very important moving forward. And also, how do the young guys look uh, in that too deep as well? I just, what we talked about, uh, Christian Phillips. Gino Vandemark, who I guess I can't really call a young guy anymore. He has been here for a little bit. But uh, Ashton Lepo, Braden Miller, you know, guys like that. uh, Because, look, the, the twos going against the twos is going to be pretty exciting to watch as well. We are starved for football, so yeah. Um, Also, number three, the third storyline we are looking for at the spring practice is just watching those transfers. And we're talking about the big guns like Tumase Adeleye. How does he look? Is he going to be playing in the inside of that line? Will he have him on the edge? My guess is that they'll mix it up a little bit, and I would not mind seeing a few reps of Adelaide versus Keyshawn Blackstock as well, two of the biggest additions, if not the two biggest additions of this offseason, battling it out against each other, whether it be a scrimmage format, just individual drills, but yeah, I'm excited to see those two guys go at it this weekend. Also, Nathan Carter, Jaron Mangum, those two running backs, uh, just excited to see if they're going to give us any hope early on for Michigan State's uh, power run game, because as we've talked up and down on this podcast for the last few weeks, uh, we MSU really struggled in a lot of key stats when it came to third and short, fourth and short, just getting two yards when you need it. You got two big bodies and Nathan Carter, a guy that loves powering through contact, and then also Jaron Mangum. Hey, let's let's see if uh, we can start putting proof to that uh, starting this Saturday. Um, also, hey, you know what? Let's go away from the offense and defense for a little bit. I just want to see Jonathan Kim kick a few field goals. Um, I will not stop crying about field goal kicking until I am proven otherwise. But, yeah, uh, the North Carolina transfer, a, a kid that really hasn't kicked a lot of field goals in his college career who transferred to a program where you do have an opportunity to kick field goals, Let's start seeing them made on Saturday uh, because I can't do what we did last year, and I don't think you guys can either. The number four storyline, number four thing we are looking for at spring practice is those 2022 kids, and we saw uh, a good deal of them last year. For better or more often for worse last year because um, they played because everyone on the field was getting hurt every sixth play, it felt like. But still, um, you guys know some of the names like Dylan Tatum. Jaden Mangum, um, but also let's talk about the kids that we really didn't get to see a lot of last year, like Caleb Coley, for example, at cornerback. Um, once again, we're going to go into this season with the secondary being a big question mark and with a lot of eyeballs on them. So Caleb Coley is supposed to be a beacon of light for this young group. So I, if we could just start seeing a few solid reps out of him on Saturday, that would mean the world to us going into the summer. Uh, Alex Van Sumeren didn't get to play a ton last year uh, through injury and also just, well, the depth on the, on the defensive line it was pretty healthy last year. Uh, Jack Nickel, the tight end, uh, there is a change into the guard at tight end. We no longer have Tyler Hunt. Yes, Malik Carr is expected to be that number one guy, especially in the pass-catching department, but... 
Okay, can Jack Nickel uh, show us anything on Saturday? Uh, or will it just be Ty Neal Hopper, uh, a transfer that's going to be that second tight end in the group? Uh, we already mentioned Ashton Lepo, Braden Miller, Christian Phillips. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, 2022 kids, God, I can't wait to see what Jeremy Bernard is going to uh, be doing this Saturday as well. That, of course, is a joke because he transferred out of here. Uh, he is no longer with the program. But, uh, yeah, there are a lot of exciting 2022 kids that we want to look at moving forward here. And, you know what, speaking of Jeremy Bernard, this actually goes right into our fifth storyline here is... Who's going to leave after this weekend? Who is out of here after this weekend? Because uh, the transfer portal does open back up on Friday. April 15th for football is when kids can enter the portal again in the spring cycle. And, of course, way more times than not, uh, it coincides pretty perfectly with uh, the spring practice that happens. Because as we get to the end of spring practice, and by the time you have these live scrimmages, you kind of have a good feeling of where you are in this depth chart. If you are buried so far deep... It's probably the best time to hop into the portal. We've seen kids do it time and time again, not just at Michigan State, but at every single program. So with Michigan State having two or three, maybe even four open scholarships right now before they go shopping in the spring transfer portal window, who else is going to leave and how many scholarship allotment will MSU have? That's going to be a big storyline. Let's say they can go into the spring with... Six open scholarships, and they could add some more depth pieces there. I doubt that they'll add a starter in the spring transfer portal, but I've been around many a times on this podcast. But yeah, the spring transfer portal window is more so of just adding experience depth, so we'll see how big MSU can grow that number. Um, so yeah, there you have it. That is what is going to be taking place this Saturday. Those are the five storylines. If you have any storylines that we missed or anything that you're excited for, drop that below in the comment section uh, or email us, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. So hope you guys have a great week. We will be back tomorrow. we got Anthony Ayani on the show as well. And then later on in the week, going to talk with Ryan O'Blenis of Spartans Illustrated, talk about the spring game, not just what we're going to see on the field, but also recruiting visits as well. We got some basketball recruiting coming up later this week as well. Busy week as always at Lockdown Spartans. You guys are the best. Really, really do appreciate you guys watching and listening. Go enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, if you run into Tyson Walker, uh, thank him for all of us. Uh, and yeah, let's go. There we go. Go green. Love you all. Woo!